0: Welcome to Trade Finance Talks, a podcast from Trade Finance Global. During this series, we'll be hearing from global experts, as well as learning about the latest trends, technology and insights in the world of international trade and receivables finance. Episode 117.
1: Unlike a traditional lending relationship, factoring and supply chain finance allows suppliers with weak credit ratings to access funding based on the value of their receivables.
2: We have a system called AD Factoring, and the AD Factoring platform has been, let's say, engaged or been used by members since the mid-1980s.
3: We developed a secured payment scheme, which was also adapted to FCF platform and structure.
0: Difficulties started just from the beginning of negotiations, as our clients have been working together through the traditional scheme for a long time.
4: Hello and welcome to Trade Finance Talks. My name is Tepesh Patel, Editor at Trade Finance Global. In a world of tightening credit, geopolitical turmoil and aversion to risk, we must admire market participants who are investing in resilience through innovation, collaboration and breaking boundaries. Now, investing in resilience is this year's theme of the EBRD's annual conference, and TFG are delighted to be partnering with the Trade Facilitation Programme Conference held in Zamakand, Uzbekistan. Today, we're talking about a groundbreaking transaction between an Armenian chocolate factory and a Georgian conference distributor when coupled with the support of the EBRD and FCI Discussing this 1.1 million US dollar transaction, we're joined by Tamar at TBC Bank, Angela at Arm Swiss Bank, Peter Mulroy, FCI and Nana at EBRD. Welcome all to Trade Finance Talks. I'm going to ask you to give a very quick introduction. Tell us a little bit about you. Peter, over to you to
2: start. Thank you, Deepesh. So yeah, I'm Peter Mulroy. I'm the Secretary General of FCI. FCI is a global association of factoring receivable finance and supply chain finance companies, banks, non-bank financial institutions, and other, let's say, third parties supporting the industry. We were founded in 1968. We're based in the Netherlands. Our membership is in 94 countries. And today we have approximately 400 members. Thank you.
4: And we'll be going into the FCI Factoring program shortly in this podcast. Tamar, over to you.
3: Thank you, Deepesh. My name is Tamar Gugushvili and I work for TBC Bank, the largest financial institution in Georgia with the largest uh, market share in factoring industry and trade finance. I'm with this bank around 10 years. Thank you.
4: Thank you very much. Highly experienced. And the documentary credits, guarantees and factoring are such important components to international trade. Angela, over to you.
0: Hi, my name is Angela. I'm Trade Finance and Correspondent Relations Department Director at ArmSwiss Bank, which is a corporate and investment bank specialized mostly in trade finance and factoring operations.
4: Thank you very much. And last, by no means least, Nana, over to you. And also, could you talk about the conference as well?
1: Thank you, Deepesh. My name is Dana Khurovice. I'm a senior banker at uh, EBRD's Trade Facilitation Program. I'm responsible for the program activities in uh, Caucasus, in Western Balkans, Egypt and Turkey. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
4: We're delighted to partner with the event at Trade Finance Global. Nana, can you talk about the trade facilitation program and how it supports the development of factoring? And what services does EBRD's TFP provide to partner banks and also factoring companies?
1: Factoring and supply chain finance are fast-growing sources of short-term financing for micro, small, and medium-sized enterprises. Unlike a traditional lending relationship, factoring and supply chain finance allows suppliers with weak credit ratings to access funding based on the value of their receivables or approved invoices in the case of supply chain finance. The TFP supports the development of factoring through guarantees and cash advances. And of course, um, a very important uh, part of our job is also to provide trainings and uh, capacity building for the partners and factoring companies. Very briefly, the TFP itself was set up in 1999, and since inception, we supported trade amounting to more than 30 billion euros. Factoring facility was set up a bit later, in 2006, and since inception, the tool-supported transaction value stands at around 1.3 billion euros, and the number of transactions stands at 303 until now. So the TFP currently has 16 factoring facilities in eight economies where we invest. It's Armenia, Bulgaria, Greece, Georgia, Romania, Serbia, Turkey, and and uh, Ukraine. And the latest addition was the first factoring facility in the uh, Turkey. It was uh, recently signed. Aside from the financial support, as I mentioned, TFP is actively working on the capacity building through online trainings, workshops, advisory services, and also policy dialogue. For instance, our e-learning program provides training to EBRD partner banks on all aspects of the trade finance industry. The introduction to domestic and international factoring course, which we are providing with the support of FCI, teaches partner banks and uh, their are. Clients the basics of factoring and enhances their skills in order to sell, use and process factoring. So until now we already admitted uh, four hundred students from over seventy institutions in twenty two economies where we invest. So aside from that, as I mentioned, uh, we very often organize the workshops, conferences. We bring together industry players. We are also very actively involved in the policy dialogue together with ABRT's legal transition program, which improves the legal and regulatory environment for the factoring services uh, in the countries where we operate.
4: Thank you, Nana, and some really impressive numbers there. I guess Peter is the Beacon Association for Factoring. Can you provide an overview of, I guess, how FCI supports EBRD through various activities, including the Eddy factoring platform and why it's important to facilitate these cross-border transactions.
2: We have basically been working with EBRD for a number of years in all these different areas that she mentioned, including education, supporting the legal framework in these markets. But this most recent, let's say, transaction between Georgia and Armenia to our members there was a, kind of the brainchild of all these three organizations, EBRD and the two organizations in Armenia, TBC, and of course, Armenia our Swiss Bank. Long story short, before I get into what, what it is, we have a system called edifactoring and the the manufacturing platform has been, let's say, engaged or been used by members since the mid-1980s. It was built uh, in the pre-internet era. It went live in the internet era in 2001. There have been upgrades since. And then we just rebuilt it just in 2022. We spent a lot of money and a huge investment from FCI's resources to create a real state-of-the-art, high-secure EDI platform that uh, has modern API interfaces, has the best like security aspects, modern look and feel, et cetera. The best way to describe it is it's a risk distribution system. This risk distribution system is similar to SWIFT in that it's used as a messaging system between financial institutions, our members. Basically, these members will basically, let's use an example. In this case, you have an exporter in Georgia that is shipping product to a buyer in Armenia and on open account terms, so a receivables created on the balance sheet of the seller and that seller wants to liquidate those receivables that are just lying dormant on their balance sheet and be able to get raise liquidity but also distribute the risk because right now they have risk against a buyer in Armenia. So that's really the kind of value proposition relating to the factoring platform. It allows the bank in Georgia, in this case, to participate this risk to another entity, in this case, the bank in Armenia, our Swiss bank. It's a messaging system. I think approximately, since we've gone live on the internet, we've had a well over 1 trillion euros transactions in the platform. So it's truly tested over the many years that we, it's been used. It's backed by the GRIF, the General Rules of International Factoring. That's kind of like our Bible, our Quran, so to speak. It guides all of the transactions, but the actual messaging is how the actual transactions are conducted between the two FIs. There are four principal, let's say, services that the import factor would provide the export factor, and that is providing the protection, 100% protection against the default or bankruptcy risk of the buyer, of the client's customers, the collection of those receivables in the foreign country, the potential elimination of fraud because you're not just verifying the invoices and the business on the exporter-seller side, you're also verifying the transaction with the buyer and also dilution because you are working both sides of the transaction, similar to an LC. The chances of dilution or the risk of dilution lessens because there's all the parties know each other. And then bring in EBRD. And again, this is really the very first transaction that's taken place on the manufacturing system, whereby the EBRD came in with the support of T. ABC and with our Swiss bank to develop a program that would add an additional layer of security. I think I'll stop there because I think we'll discuss that later. I think Nana will bring that up in a few minutes. so but that's it. I mean that kind of gives you a, just an overview of it. You can also say it's kind of like a collateral system because those receivables in its essence are like collateral and they're just enhanced, protected and ensuring that they're liquidated in the most efficient and the most secure way. Yeah, that's it. That gives you a good idea of how the system and platform works.
4: Thank you very much. And I think a really good overview and what a good way to start the discussion about the actual transaction itself. And Tamar, I'm going to come to you from a TBC bank perspective, but also from looking at taking a helicopter view of the transaction. So can you talk about how the EBRD trade facilitation program helped facilitate this first ever cross-border factoring facility between Armenia and Georgia? And what role did both banks respectively play in the transaction?
3: With the support of EBRD and the CI, TBC Bank and Arf Swiss Bank supported cross-border factoring transaction for the customers' ongoing trade. Transaction structuring was quite challenging as no precedent existed before, as colleagues mentioned. With the very productive collaboration with, uh, between EBRD and Swiss Bank and TBC Bank, we developed a secured payment scheme, which was also adapted to FCI platform and structure. As you know, EBRD TFP program connects uh, with each other different banks from various countries where EBRD can secure paying vessel obligations and in our case this bank was Swiss bank. We haven't worked with Armstead's bank before unfortunately so we didn't happily in line prepared on them and uh, here was uh, the chance for EBRD to step in uh, and for us to make this transaction possible. The full technical and the legal side of debt assignment was implemented through the FCI platform and it's factoring adhering to FCI rules. We haven't touched the main structure how international factoring works. What we have done was that Swiss Bank, the impaired factor, issued payment guarantee in TBC Bank's export factors' favor, securing obligations of debt for due payment of all account receivables assigned to TBC Bank under factoring contract. This payment guarantee issued by Swiss Bank was then backed by stand by LC, which enabled us, TBC Bank, as an export factor to book the risk on Swiss Bank. EBRD's participation is in this transaction in the way issuing a guarantee because of its credit rating allowed to incur a minimum cost and consequently, we offered exporter well-structured, effective, and low-cost financing solutions.
4: Thank you, Tamar, and really interesting solution. And Angela, I'm actually going to come to you now. And the transaction was actually between an Armenian chocolate factory and a Georgian confectionery distributor. Angela, how did the factoring solution implemented by FCI's edifactoring platform benefit both banks, Armstead Bank and TBC Bank? And can you talk us through some of the challenges that were faced in completing the transaction.
0: Let me start with the challenges both banks faced through designing and implementing this transaction. Difficulties started just from the beginning of negotiations as our clients have been working together through the traditional scheme for a long time. I mean, they started with 100% prepayment scheme and later on switched to letter of credit. But uh, we were sure from the very first side that the cross-border factoring was the best solution, matching their needs and expectations. At the same time, we were realizing that we should very carefully, as any change in already working scheme would cause inconvenience for the clients. After several meetings and discussions, we could smoothly change the product. So, this was the first um, challenge. And the next, not less serious challenge we faced was the price. We had to keep the price affordable. And as Tamar already mentioned, the fact that Arm Bank issued a payment guarantee in favor of TBC Bank, which was backed by EBRD's Standby Letter of Credit, allowed TBC Bank to offer low cost financing. Solution to the exporter. I'm sure that we overcame this challenge as well. And the third challenge we faced was transaction structuring, as no precedent existed on the trade facilitation program before. We had to reflect the whole cycle with all participants in our books. So these were the main challenges we overcame and eventually designed and implemented the product successfully. We're now turning to the second part of your question about how our banks benefited of this transaction. We have discussed this topic with my colleague Tamar from. TBC Bank several times, and I can mention that we, first of all, it was a professional point from the professional point of view. I mean, the fact that we found a perfect solution for our clients. Now, we are pioneers as this is the 1st interregional inter-regional factoring case on FCI platform where EBRD's trade presentation technologies have been used. As Tamara already mentioned, this transaction served as a reason to establish a corresponding relationship between our banks. Now, we cooperate also in frames of other products. For example, just few months earlier, we found another case of cross-border factoring, but this time, is bank acted as an export factor and TBC bank acted as an import factor. Eventually, from a financial point of view, I think that the benefit is that both of us increase our portfolios with this transaction. This case is really a very good example of collaboration between all parties, including banks, clients, as well as EBRD and FCA, and I can assure that all parties of the transaction have benefited a lot of it. I'm proud to be a part. Part of this transaction, and I do encourage my colleagues to start using this transaction and offering it to their clients.
4: Thank you very much. Peter, do you have anything to add to Ed, the Eddy Factoring platform? Because I know you've quite succinctly gone through those four benefits earlier.
2: Well, the main thing I want to say is that this is the very first transaction ever that a development bank had provided a guarantee, let's say within the Eddy Factoring environment, to kind of enhance the risk of the, uh, whether it be the country risk or the FI risk itself, whatever the reasons why parties want it, it really enhanced the transaction and made it uh, really so useful unique and as a result of its uniqueness and the benefits that the transaction resulted in was one of the top winners of the best deal of the year award at the FCI annual meeting in Washington DC last year.
4: Thanks, Peter. And Nana, from an EBRD perspective, why is this transaction noteworthy? What makes it first of its kind and what benefits does it provide to, I guess, the end party, which is the corporates and SMEs involved, not just the partner banks?
1: Peter mentioned, it's the first ever time that uh, Developmental Financial Institution has facilitated such uh, transaction on the FCI's factoring platforms. Only for that, I think that uh, it's already a unique structure. In addition to that, of course, with this uh, approach, TFP demonstrated an uh, applicable blueprint to structure cross-border factoring transactions in a challenging economic environment between counterparties which would not otherwise be able to transact with one another, like mentioned already by Tamar and Angela. In this case, uh, sometimes there is no confidence between uh, even neighboring countries. You can imagine that Georgia and Armenia are neighboring countries, but still there is no enough confidence for banks to just uh, transact to, uh, with each other without MTP uh, MDP guarantee. Another aspect, uh, I think, it's that TFP acted as a catalyst to encourage uh, private sector import and export growth in Georgia and Armenia. And lastly, guaranteed improved receivables and payable cycles for both SMEs involved in an affordable rate. This was also highlighted, I think, by Angela. So TFP is constantly looking for innovative solutions for SMEs. As we all know, that uh, financing gap is in this sector. It's large and uh, SMEs are the most affected by the challenging and unstable environment uh, which we are all facing at the moment.
4: Thank you, Nana. And Peter, looking ahead and I guess taking a bit of a, a bird's eye view, do you see more opportunities for multilateral development banks or other development finance institutions to facilitate trade on FCI's factoring platform? And I guess, trying to look at it from the other side, do you see any potential risks of such transactions?
2: To answer the first part of the question, absolutely yes. Again, thanks to EBRD being the first. And you know I have to remind people that EBRD also developed the TFP concept they were the first development bank before the IFC or any of the other regional development banks launched it. So I mean, EBRD is definitely a trendsetter and uh, a pioneer in innovation. So honestly, we couldn't be happier. But yes, we are actually working with the Afreximbank Bank today on a transaction in the Republic of Congo, where the buyer-importer is located. So the exporter uh, is actually in Europe, in the EU, in this case, Italy and Spain. And of course, these exporters want protection against the risk in the Congo. So Afreximbank Bank is looking at establishing a kind of similar under their TFP program, a a similar kind of guarantee structure. We're also working with um, the Inter-American Development Bank. There is a transaction, the buyer being in a high-risk country today, Argentina, as you know, is going through very, very difficult times. And the uh, exporters in Brazil and the Inter-American Development Bank is looking at also establishing a kind of a guarantee mechanism under the edifactoring environment to protect the bank in, in Brazil and being able to allow them to fund these receivables, which otherwise they would not. They would not be able to get a policy you get any type of protection. So this is where these development programs really come in handy and really make a difference in uh, the structuring and allows the FIs to be able to, you know, do business in markets, like Nana was saying, in countries that they wouldn't be able to do otherwise.
4: Thank you very much, Peter. And I guess that really summarizes this podcast. And here we are at EBRD's annual trade facilitation program event as part of their annual conference. And I think really looking at how we can reduce risk where there's lack of confidence in some emerging markets is absolutely key here. And we need to continue to innovate, not just on the technology side, but on the product side and actually you know, guaranteeing transactions through programs like the EBRD TFP combined with the technology and expertise of the FCI factoring platform really does allow more market participants to take part in international trade and it's really helping towards inclusive and also resilient growth. So with that in mind, I'd like to really thank our guest participants, our superstars of of the show for this exceptional, groundbreaking transaction. So, Tamar, Angela, Peter, Nana, thank you so much for joining us on Trade Finance Talks TV here from Zamakand.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Trade Finance Talks.
0: Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts at tradefinanceglobal.com.